just like there are right-handers and left-handers, night owls, and early birds. There are those who prefer to shop in-store and those who don't. No matter how you like to shop, Price Chopper is here to help. We make it easy to get groceries any way you want. In-store, at your door, or for pickup. Order online today at mypricechopper.com for pickup or delivery. For freshness, selection, and low prices, Kansas City knows. Price Chopper. Welcome back to Preps KC's Football Friday Night, driven by the McCarthy Auto Group. I'm your host, Dion Clisso, joined as always by the coach, Harold Wonsgons, and a program like this wouldn't be possible at a great partner like BeUnion.com. They're the sponsor of the BeUnion.com Game of the Week, and of course, the BeUnion.com All-Star Game in the summer presented by the Greater Kansas City Football Coaches Association. They hand out uh, with the winners, they get each school gets $250, and they actually do more than that. There's a lot more that they do that, <laughs> that doesn't get uh, noticed. They're out there helping schools all over the place and, and the trade unions are a great place if you are looking for a career all right let's go ahead and get back into football and bring in our own cole young and uh cole's duties as adrian pa guy are extended you're not doing pa for the state championship but you're going to go down to the state championship one more week of adrian football all the way to the end of the season for the first time in is it 20 years 20 or years 2000, state championship? 2002 they beat uh Haytai in the state championship. They had a guy by the name of William Moore playing D-back for them. Who oh, made a few bucks, I think. Thud. Mizzou <laughs> and then played for the Falcons. So yeah. that's a good team to beat. That's a, I mean, Haytai is a, a loaded with athletes. Uh, you know, and, and there was going to be a few Adrian people already down there in Columbia for this game anyway, because they were honoring that 2002 team. They do it 20 years. Champions always yeah. get to come back. And um, you guys get this win. And, you know, Adrian has been dominant, really. They, I mean, they, they haven't. Was the last close game they played? So they, they've had really. I mean, if you want to look at their schedule, they've basically had, they've had two losses. One was to Tipton when they were missing their, you know, quarterback, receiver. They missed about. They had about four guys sitting out, and then on the first play of the game, their running back hurts his shoulder on the kick, opening kickoff return, so he was out. So basically. Adrian didn't have an off. I mean, they ran what they call the heavy package, basically, where they brought in about 10 linemen and a running back. <laughs> and well, they put a tight end back there to take the snap and they ended up losing by three. So basically, because also their punter was out. So it took <laughs> the only, I mean, the last game before that was Lincoln who they lost and Lincoln threw. it was one of those nights where a team just can't, can't miss on a pass. They, I think threw for like 450 yards that night Lincoln did. And, needed to score in the last minute to beat Adrian. So yeah, Adrian's they've been really rolling since districts. Um couple shutout wins, had a and then every every other game's been a double digit win. I wouldn't say they've all felt like double digit wins. Um but the defense is really, really coming into its own right now. When they're healthy, what do you like most about the Adrian offense? Uh the running game. Uh, they've they've really got a dynamic attack right now. Hunter Bailey, uh their running back, I think he's I'd have to go back and look exactly at his numbers, but he's over 1,500 yards on the ground. Uh, I think he had one carry before he got hurt on Saturday, and it was a 65-yard touchdown run. Um, but also what they can do is now they've they've kind of developed kind of the, the, double head, the double approach with their quarterback, Colton Miller, when Bailey went out last week, has ran, I think he ran for 160 yards, including two long touchdown runs. So they've got some balance. Um, they're really winning up front a lot against some teams that, you know, Monroe City's was no slouch as far as you think about their defense. They had the class one player of the year from a year ago 
as a linebacker still. And, you know, I think the offense has developed this mentality that they're going to win up front. And then, you know, we've talked about this before, Coach. Now is the time of year that you want to win with a running game. Well, and we talked with Coach Ritter and Coach Davis before we talked to you. And Coach Ritter said that the 253 and 58, he said he couldn't remember their name. He goes, those guys are really impressive. He goes, and not like the other three guys on the offensive line are schmoes. He So right. he, he knows. But on the flip side, you look at a, a East Buck team that's defense has been dominating. And then last week, the offense – popped off against a, a Duchenne team that had a lot of talent. Um, this is going to be – and East Buck can throw the ball a little bit. And, you know, they've got some good good skill guys. This is going to be a fun game, I think. I, I'm looking forward to this one on Saturday. Yeah, this game could go a lot of different ways, I feel like. Um, you know, I think I think what Adrian wants to get into is what they got into last week where it's two teams that just want to run the ball back and forth and then see, you know, if you can stop them. You know, Monroe City tried throwing the ball last week on Adrian. I think they completed one pass. Now that's maybe more on Monroe City, but they had an all-conference receiver that we were that that Adrian was able to slow down. Um, I think it's really going to come down to if 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 East Buck and Trevor Klein can kind of get that offense moving and kind of get Adrian back on its heels, kind of pass and run, um, versus if if you know Adrian's defense can try to make East Buck a little more one-dimensional. Well, let's go ahead and talk about the games that didn't go Kansas City's way, and we'll start in Class Three. And um, there were just big play after big play by Cardinal Ritter, and I think that Pleasant Hill couldn't match. And it was similar in the sense of, I I thought that Pleasant Hill would wear them down in the second half, and they didn't. I think they just gave up too many big plays. On the flip side, I thought that that Smithville in Class Four had done such a good job jumping out on St. Mary's, but it was St. Mary's size that wore down Smithville. Mm-hmm. as they pulled away in the second half. So those two private, I thought we were going to have a, a big time private Catholics, you know, sweep uh, here with, you know, East Buck and, you know, Pleasant Hill and Smithville, but it just didn't end up that way. But uh, g- great seasons by both those teams just came up short. Yeah. I mean, there is nothing, there is nothing to be ashamed of making it to the state semifinals. I feel like, you know, in a lot of these, what we sometimes see in these as well, and it, this wouldn't shock me, the semifinal sometimes is closer than the yeah. state championship, right? <laughs> And it's just a matter of which time do you get the draw. I mean, there's there's a couple of those I think you're going to see that starting Thursday in the eight-man game, you're definitely going to see that. I think the state championship maybe was two weeks ago for that one. Um, but, yeah, you look at what, you know, what uh, what Cardinal Ritter and Pleasant Hill, I don't know that Cardinal Ritter's going to be slowed down, and I don't know that Reed Springs can get in front of them. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know if Reed Springs can score 34 points on him like Pleasant Hill did. Right, exactly. And then, you know, St. Dominic – Against St. Mary's, we'll we'll see what happens, right? It's yeah. I mean, Duchenne beat St. Dominic in the regular season, <laughs> right? So we may see some a little bit of lopsided games in a few of them. Now, before before we go too far, though, I think the Class Two game this week could be an oh. classic. I mean, yeah, Lamar I is playing their defense. It's two trains going at full speed are going to hit each other. With <laughs> Lamar's defense isn't letting anybody do anything. And I think Blair Oaks had like 700 yards of offense against Bowling Green last week. I mean, yeah. their quarterback is maybe the best player. Small class, he's the best player. Yeah, It's just a matter of how far up is he the best player, I think. I had an opportunity to see Pleasant Hill and Cardinal Ritter. I tell you that Cardinal Ritter's skill people could play with anybody. They are, <laughs> they are extremely fast and their team's been the, the only issue they have is punt snap. They've snapped. I think three over the punter's head 
in the game. So that's their only weakness. I think they're probably looking for a snapper this week. <laughs> well, and, that, that and game... Cardinal Ritter's offensive line is huge, and they, they come off the football. Well, that, that game looked a lot like the center game, didn't it, Coach? Yes, sir. Exactly. I mean, it was very similar to the center game. Uh, the one that kind of got me was Smithville and, and St. Mary's. I thought Smithville had them. I, I did. Uh, just kind of it, it was interesting to see somebody come and, and outscore them the way they did in the fourth quarter and just kind of lean on them and, and that. But uh, I think it says a lot about Smithville to be in three straight semifinals, uh, you know, as a, as a team of, you know, replacing as many people as they did last year. But you're right. I think class two is going to be worth watching. I'm going to watch that one. Um, but no, it's uh, it's it's going to be a fun weekend. Then you got Fordo Sage and Francis Howell, and there's a there's a, a Francis Howell alum I have a a beverage bet with. He could he could be the uh, Blue Spring South head coach. <laughs> Fordo Sage, uh, but no, he uh, he's he's you know let's that's one of the fun things last weekend. Cole was some of the coaches who were watching games, and you know I had some text threads going. And the guys who were involved and, and, mm -hmm. you know, Saturday night, well, we got you here. We can talk about Lee Summit North and CBC and two uber talented teams that played a very exciting game, but was also very sloppy. They combined for 31 penalties and 330 yards of total uh, penalty yardage. And I'd, you can't blame one team. Uh, one had 16, one had 15, one had 200 or 180 yards of penalties and another one had 160, 170. I mean, it was mm -hmm. unbelievable um, in that sense. But for those who said that, that nobody could run with CBC, I think Liberty North or at least some North proved they got the athletes to go with CBC. Yeah, no, this was, I mean, Lee Summit North has, I think they've maybe been one of the most improved teams over the year. Oh yeah. What happened week, week one against Liberty North versus, you know, being a field goal away from, from winning the state championship. Yeah, I, I agree. I think they've made big steps. Well, go down to Columbia, have fun, um, enjoy your time, and uh, we will chat with you again next week. All right. Thanks, guys.